It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 24th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, the expert site editor over here at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Magic's financial position, at least by, at least by cap standards, not the actual balance sheets that the Magic have. We'll talk about where the Magic stand cap-wise, what that's going to mean uh, for the upcoming season, why cap room still isn't quite the goal, although it is an important piece of the Orlando Magic's puzzle. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment as we uh, uh, widen the lens a little bit, look at kind of what goes on next for the Orlando Magic and, and the options that are really ahead of them. I think the Magic are in a really good position, and that was one of the goals, of course, in the Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon trades last March. But before we do any of that, I do want to mind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the line of magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on, I don't know who, the the, the Bucks, the, the defending champions, the Suns, they're pretty good too, I guess, I don't know. No matter uh, no matter what the team is, you could find a podcast on them. Plus, we got great podcasts in the NFL, MLB, NHL, and college too. NFL season's right around the corner, so get in on Locked On Bucks before uh, the bandwagon gets full. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search Rebbe Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Jeff Waltman made it pretty clear on uh, uh, in March when he made the trades uh, of Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon that one of the team's goals was to clear its cap sheet a little bit. Um, Waltman admitted that when he came into Orlando, the cap sheet was a little clunky. Uh, that was a byproduct of some of the mistakes that Rob Hennigan had made, some of the contracts that he handed out, especially in that bonkers summer uh, when uh, when when, when uh, the the cap spiked. Um, the magic the magic had a lot of mess to clean up, uh, and the team's moderate success made it a little bit more difficult to do to, to clean that mess up. Um, you know, again. You could criticize Jeff Weltman for for delaying what should have been done when he first got in and trading Vucevic and kind of hitting reset on the franchise, but I, I am not going to blame him so much for deciding to kind of stay the course or deciding to ride out that group that won a little bit, was still young, still had the chance to grow, riding that group out just a little bit longer. Um, handing Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, Aaron Gordon new contracts, um, helped keep the team competitive. And for a team that hadn't been competitive for six years, uh, I, I, I don't think that was necessarily a mistake. But it always felt like these moves were inevitable. And, and, and we discussed it, you know, certainly here at length, that a big key to what the Magic would be able to do for the future, whether they'd be able to kind of grow and, and graduate up the standings, would be figuring out how to get the most value for a young player like Aaron Gordon. You know, who could they convince to take him on and, 
and see him as a potential star? Or how could they turn Aaron Gordon into kind of that star player that they needed? Again, remember remember this time last year, not quite this time last year, because this time last year we were in the middle of the playoff series. Um, but at this point in the offseason last year, people believe the Magic had the assets to go get Russell Westbrook. And again, I don't want to relitigate that decision or relitigate that choice, but that's where the Magic wanted to be. They wanted to be in those conversations. But ultimately, advancing forward like that depended on their players playing a whole lot better. So the Magic cleaned their books out. Magic essentially wiped their slate clean. They didn't restart, but they gave themselves a very, very fresh look. They got a lot of young players. They cleared out a lot of their big salaries. They have power once again in the market, or at least power to do things once again. The Magic have a lot of assets at their disposal still. Terrence Ross will be an extremely valuable trade chip with just one year remaining on his contract after this season. Gary Harris is an expiring contract, and the Magic still have that $17 million trade exception that they acquired in the Evan Fournier trade. Orlando has the capability to make trades and take on money. We'll talk about the strategy a little bit in that coming up. But let's get the facts and figures out there first. Where do the Magic stand right now heading into the summer of 2022? Um, Yes, we're going to look that far ahead. If this season isn't necessarily about wins or losses, it's about player development, the Magic have the ability to use their cap in a number of different ways. And they've got this power. They've got this ability. They've got this... uh, 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 they've got this flexibility on hand. As things currently stand, the Magic have roughly $67 million in guaranteed contracts and likely options. So those options would be team options for Chumo Kiki, uh, for, for Cole Anthony, for RJ Hampton, rookie rookie options. Um, so $67 million. The salary cap is expected to rise to $119 million next season. We're not surprised me if it's a little bit more than that, although I think the league is trying to kind of the league is expect is expecting the number to rise kind of moderately to up to 119. That leaves, if you don't want to do the math, 52 million dollars for the Orlando Magic to spend in cap room before we get into cap holds, before we get into draft cap holds or anything like that. So, functionally, you know, uh, the Magic have have a little bit of room to play with next summer if they wanted to. It, Orlando obviously has two very big free agents in Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter. So long as the Magic don't break the bank on either of them, I don't think either is going to command a salary of more than $20 million, we can roughly pretty much assume the Magic will have somewhere near $30 million in cap. In layman's terms, without the numbers, the Magic have max cap space next season, provided they are not re-signing Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter. I don't think they'll re-sign both. I think they will sign just one. Um, provide, and again, this is all pending what happens this season, but at this juncture... Orlando has enough cap room to go sign a max player. That's really exciting. You know, I think I think fans have wanted that. I, the number one question I get from fans, especially those who don't understand the salary cap, is why aren't the Magic going after these big free agent signings? Why aren't the Magic chasing big free agents that say that they don't have the money? And and some people say, well, the DeVosses are rich. They should they should be spending the money. I'm like, it's 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 not like that. The Magic don't have under the rules. The Magic do not have money under the salary cap to go after these big players, including, I mean, honestly, this summer, the Magic really only had their mid-level exception. They used half of that on Robin Lopez. This is all to say that, yes, the Magic will have some buying power coming into next season. Um, they will have they will have some power to go out and make some purchases or go out and grab players that they want to grab. The question is whether this is the right strategy. Now, 
before this summer, the free agent class of 2022 looked like one you wanted to align your cap room for. It was, looked like one you wanted to have money for. But a lot of free agents, and a lot of restricted free agents for that matter, have taken themselves off the board. We've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of rookie extensions get signed. You've seen a lot of the big-name free agents like Giannis Antetokounmpo take themselves off the board. A lot of extensions being signed, and so this free agent class coming up is not predicted to be a very good one. Kyle Lowry may once again be one of the better free agents in the class. Um, it'll be a point guard-heavy class. It's not one where the Magic are going to get a star. On top of that, the Magic probably aren't ready for a star, and that's probably not how they should use this cap room or use this cap flexibility. What's going to be really interesting uh, before we kind of get into, into those permutations What's going to be really interesting is how the Magic use this room, or how the Magic use uh, Wendell, use, use Wendell Carter specifically. I, I personally, I think the Magic should wait on Wendell Carter. I, I, I know I'm a little bit of a Wendell Carter skeptic. I, I don't. It's not that I don't think he's a bad player. I, I just question whether he can be a starting starter in this league uh, long term. Um, I would like to see Wendell Carter play out the year, and the Magic go into restricted free agent negotiations. But with so many free agents drying up, the Magic don't want to get caught having to overpay Wendell Carter in restricted free agency. Uh, you know, again, and, and you know, a real other reason to let things play out is I think it's important for Mo Bamba. If Mo Bamba's truly the better player, if Mo Bamba's truly the guy the Magic ultimately want to build around, A, he's got to prove it on the court, but B, you got to give him the space to do so. I, I do think that there, with all the extensions, the Magic will be put under a little bit of pressure to try and sign Carter to an extension if they believe in him. Wrap him up now. Again, there's no reason to wait. There's no reason to risk it. Put, put some money down now and, and get it done, but uh, I, I'm not sure that they're there. I'm not there. I don't think that's what I would do. I think I would let things play out and keep a good relationship, keep an open door, and see if you can get to a deal before restricted free agency ends. Obviously, the Magic have the money, and I think they don't have anywhere to spend it this offseason. So if the Magic aren't going to spend their cap room on free agency, how should they use it? How should they be planning this season to prepare for that big financial kind of boom that's coming. I'll explain how I expect the Magic to use this free agent, this this cap room, this season, and how this season now actually becomes pretty critical in the Orlando Magic's player development and the Magic's development as a potential cap user. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, you know, it, I'm looking outside right now. It's about 11.30 here in, in Orlando. It is overcast. And that's a, you know, honestly, even though that probably means some rain is on the way, that's kind of a welcome sight because in August especially, it gets hot. Um, you know, I, I tend to not to walk around Orlando as much in the summer because it is hot. And you step outside and it almost feels like you immediately start sweating. That's, that's how hot and humid it is here. So excess sweat is a huge problem, you know, especially if you're in a professional setting, especially if you're just around people. Nobody wants to smell it. Nobody wants to see it. It is disgusting. Luckily, there is a solution to sweat. Sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but literally you have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. None of that. Whether it's the Florida heat or just being nervous for a presentation, sweat block will keep you safe. 
If you or someone you love is dealing with excessive sweating, you have to check out SweatBlock. Get it, get it today for 20% off at SweatBlock.com with promo code Locked On or at Amazon and CVS. Again, that's 20% off at SweatBlock.com with promo code Locked On. Today's podcast also brought to you by pals at Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot. For all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. That means you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose... Your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, you know, typically when you look at these things, you know, having cap room means, yes, you go out and spend it. You go out and get the best players, but that's not quite where the Magic are at. Um, I, I tell people free agency is usually the last step of the process. Um, if you're a team like the Magic, especially a small market team that doesn't have an established star, you're not convincing a star to come to Orlando. And so the Magic having this cap flexibility, the Magic having this opportunity is great. It is an advantage. But how to use it is really the art of being a general manager. It's really the art of what's going to happen over the next year. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Magic aren't potentially players for big-name free agents or to go grab one of the next stars. But that's largely dependent on what's on the team already. If you're going to add players, especially star players to your team, you need to give them something to play with or something to, to add on to this to the roster or something that they're adding to the roster. Um, they, you need to essentially, frankly, the way I, I look at the the NBA landscape now, free agency isn't important. Free agency isn't how you acquire players unless you're the Nets, unless you're the Lakers, unless you're one of those big teams. The way to get players in today's NBA is through trades, and so you need to be flexible or have the flexibility or have the ability to take on salary and trades. Why do you think Boston? Signed Josh Richardson to a two-year to, to a two-year extension after he had his worst season of his career last year. It's because there's the hope that a within Boston's ecosystem he'll recover his value enough, but b they can use him in a trade. That's what this is all about: is being positioned to to be to have a trade. That's why I didn't think resigning Nikola Vucevic was a bad idea. I didn't think resigning Aaron Gordon was a bad idea because a Gordon in, in that in Gordon's case he was young enough that that you could still invest in his development, but b you need some productive, high salaries to make moves, to be sure. Part of the reason the Magic were able to kind of blow the team up the way that they did and still get back some quality assets was because they had high, had big salaries that they could move around. The Magic right now don't have that, but what they do have is the cap room to absorb those big contracts. Orlando can do lopsided deals next summer, not necessarily this, this year, next summer and help facilitate trades because they have cap room to rent. I'm going to be talking a lot about this concept of renting cap space throughout the course of the season. 
Because I don't expect the Magic to be players for free agents, to be players for big, for kind of big-name players. What the Magic are probably going to do is they're going to try and pump their cap room. They're going to try and position their cap room for perhaps when they think they will be competitive again so that they could go out and maybe get that last piece free agent to add to their team or to align their salaries to go get a player that could help complete their team because that's ultimately what the goal is. The first step to any of this, of course, is the Magic playing and playing well. Um, And not necessarily wins and losses this year, but developing along a clear path upward. Having Jalen Suggs is a big boost, a big benefit. And part of the reason why I will still continue to press if the Magic need to win is the Magic need to prove that they can win, that they have the pieces to win, and then they can begin assembling a team that can compete more seriously at the higher levels. The Magic will be very active in trade discussions. Like I said, Terrence Ross and Gary Harris are going to be valuable trade chips this year. Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba are expiring contracts as well. They have the $17 million trade exception, which will be their main tool during this season to make trades. Orlando has trade chips that they can spend, that they can use. But they got to be smart about it too. Obviously, you can't go all in. You can't push your chips in. You got to make the right investments. You got to you got to add the right players. You still got to build a functioning team. You can't just be the Oklahoma City Thunder and collect a bunch of assets that you might use sometime down the road. Boston Celtics have shown that while striking rich and striking good on one of those can be great, but at some point you got to push your chips in and you got to go for it. The Magic aren't at the point where they need to go for it quite yet, but they need to have a, the bigger picture in mind. That's been my big talking point. The Magic need to keep the big picture in mind and have an understanding of what they're ultimately trying to accomplish. So for this season, I think the Magic will be very active in trade discussions. I think Terrence Ross will get shopped around. Would not be surprised if he's the one moved at the deadline. Uh, I'm sure they will they will field offers for Gary Harris, maybe try and create another trade exception that they can use next year out of him, although trade exceptions won't be super valuable to them because they have so much cap room and you have to use cap room first before you use any exceptions. Um, I, I, I would suspect that the Magic will be active in that sense. There is one other thing the Magic could do, um, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do this, and really whether they, they go down this strategy depends on how the team performs this season. What the Magic could do is do what Charlotte did way back in the day, or what Charlotte has done actually fairly recently. Go sign a kind of, go maybe overpay a little bit for a free agent that will make you competitive immediately while also still developing your players. So that would mean chasing after like an Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson is the perfect example and, and, and of a guy who the, the, took a chance on the Horn, on the Bobcats at the time, on the Hornets. Um, and turned them into a playoff team and helped Kemba Walker grow a ton. That was a big, big, big deal for Charlotte. But obviously, Al Jefferson was never going to lead the Hornets to a championship. They did the same thing again with Terry Rozier. They were the ones that ultimately spent the money on Terry Rozier. They brought him in. He helped make them a legitimate threat to teams and helped them stay competitive. But no one is pretending that they're going to win a championship. And the Hornets re-upped Rozier this summer. Uh, to, to help with LaMelo Ball's development and help kind of keep their team intact the way it was after last year's surprise season. It would not surprise me if this is what the Magic do in the offseason as well. If they go after a kind of mid-level free agent, mid-level kind of max level max free agent or, 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 or near max free agent and just go for being competitive fairly, fairly quickly, especially after perhaps they add another high draft pick in the process. The Magic own all their draft picks. They have all the draft capital that they could want. They have the ability to go out and make moves. They have the cap room to go uh, to go make moves as well. But obviously, 
they have to be smart about who they choose to grab and who they choose to add to the team. Talk a little bit about expectations uh, as uh, as uh, uh, pred- as predictions and odds begin to come out. We'll get to that here coming up in just a moment. But first, this podcast is brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. The warehouse is literally there for you. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. You have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Starting now to see a little bit of uh, preseason projections come in. The offseason's essentially over. The schedule's out. We, we've really turned the page completely to the 2022 season. Uh, our pals at Bet Online have their uh, over unders out, and the Magic are at the bottom. I think Bet Online has the Magic with a 23.5 over under, so 23.5 wins. Um, it's, it's low. <laughs> the Magic are going to struggle. And, and like I said, and like I'll, I'll preview when we talk about the schedule again coming up later this week. Um, the Magic will have uh, a very difficult road to start their season, to start the start the year. Um, it will be really, really, really tough. Um, no doubt about it. No, no getting around it. Um, Orlando's got a really difficult beginning. First two months of the schedule are just brutal. I'll, I'll, I'll describe it in more detail uh, coming up uh, uh, later on this week. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's fair. And and with the talent level, with with the youth of this team, a new coach. Uh, so many teams trying to win. It is fair to believe that this Magic team is is going to have its struggles and, and is going to be uh, likely vying for top lottery odds again next year. I don't, I don't, again, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I don't think that wins and losses is necessarily how we're going to judge this season. Um, but I, I again, I will continue to beat this drum. I, I, I get the whole idea of tanking, but wins are still valuable. Wins are still an important part of player development, and I don't think you can be a player development outfit if you're not trying to win, if, if winning is not a priority or if winning is not uh, part of your goals in some way. Um, I do think that I do think that uh, that the Magic will be trying to win, uh, certainly beginning of the season. Um, again, I, I don't mind holding guys out with injury late in the season. Uh, the schedule will be much easier at the end of the season, so I think the Magic can get a lot more value for their young guys at the end of the season. But, you know, you look through all the different project- predictions and projections. Again, Magic, no one's expecting the Magic to be uh, a strong a strong team this year. They're expecting them to be one of the worst teams in the year. But you know, you look at say ESPN's power rankings. They have the Magic 28th in their power rankings with only uh, Houston and Oklahoma City below them, or maybe it's Detroit and Oklahoma City. They have they have two two of those teams below them. 
Um, and their review is still glowingly positive. They're like, they, they say, you know, Jalen Suggs gives the team a, a better future than they've had in a long time. The most talented player they've had in a long time, just on raw talent at least. Uh, and, and a belief that, yes, this team will maybe not necessarily turn a corner, but the team has brighter days ahead. The team um, is in a better spot, in a better position. And, and you know, with a little bit more development, uh, you know, adding another player in the draft maybe, the team can start to climb that ladder and become real contenders once again. Um, that seems to be kind of the, the glowing review throughout the course of all these off-season predictions. Sports Illustrated, I think, gave the Magic a B-plus for their off-season because Jalen Suggs is that kind of player. I mean, sure, there's some confusion about Robin Lopez signing. I don't don't think there's much confusion at all on that. The Magic needed veteran. Um, He is perfectly capable of playing. You know, Magic, it's only a one-year deal. It's no skin off their back. It's not a huge huge thing. Um, I do think there are other needs. You know, maybe the Franz Wagner pick wasn't the best pick. We'll talk more about him later this week as well, too. Um, But... There, but there, but the Magic did uh, set a very strong foundation with Suggs, and everyone seems to agree that Suggs had an impressive summer league. I was super impressed with Suggs in summer league. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. Um, we'll see how good he can be uh, as the course of the season goes on. But the general consensus is then that the Magic did good things. They may not be a winning team. They may not be a good team this year, but they are on their way back up. And that's kind of the general consensus coming out of this offseason is the Magic are on the right track. It may not result in wins and losses this year, but they are on the right track. And we'll talk more, I think, about general offseason or general season goals and, and how to judge the season. I'm still kind of formulating how exactly I'm going to judge the season. I, like I said, this season should not be judged on wins and losses. If the team wins 25 games or wins 23 games or whatever the case may be, I, I would take the over on that over-under, by the way. Um if the team is in the low, is in the mid twenties, that's not necessarily the judge for success this season. Um, but again, I will say it: I want to see wins over quality opponents. I want to see the outlines of what this team can be. And I think whatever what 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 national observers are really excited about with this team is that they can see those outlines. And, and again, we'll we'll flesh that out a little bit more coming up uh, throughout the course of the season. It's a long season, but. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. Based on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast. You can get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with host Peter Bukowski updating you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For our Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic, this is Phil Cross from Magic Sorbonne. Next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.